Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. I'm Lindsay Heck. And I'm Jenny Helmendaller. And today we are joined by Lauren Garrett. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Thanks for having me. So you are the Director of Student Transition Engagement Programs, or STEP, as mm-hmm. we have seen. What is STEP? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> So I think the easiest way or the simplest way that I can describe what STEP is, is that we are an office that supports students as they move in, through, and out of their unique William & Mary experience. And so today, since it is the first day of classes, Mm. FDOC, that's so exciting. Uh, FDOC. Yes. Is that what we call it now? I mean, it makes sense. LDOC to FDOC to LDOC. Yes. Let's go with it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I'm making a new thing. It's a new thing. Day one, you know, whatever (laughs) (laughs) works. Yes. We are so excited to talk to you today, not only to talk about STEP and what STEP does, but also to talk about student transitions in general, because this is such a momentous occasion for some new students on campus. It is the first day of classes, convocation, um, really marks that transition, not just for new students as they walk sort of into the university landscape, literally into the sunken garden, but also for a number of our upper level students when they're thinking about being on the other side of the building for the first time. So what does it feel like to be on that other side and know that you have become the role model, hopefully, that you looked up to yourself in that first year? When we're talking with the folks that help us implement orientation, whether that's the student leaders or it's the presenters, the language we always use are the concepts of inclusion, belonging, and welcome. There's a lot of information that gets thrown at students during orientation, and I say thrown because students talk about feeling like information is just sort of being tossed out and they're not quite sure what to do with it because in a lot of situations, We haven't necessarily experienced something that helps us connect the dots. And so orientation's the baseline. We want all students to have the baseline expectations, the baseline rights and responsibilities of what it means to be a community member. So when we start having these conversations that really encourage students to be reflective, to think about that place and space, and when we think about how we want to engage within the community ourselves, They are equipped with knowing services and resources, even if they don't know the minute detail, they at least hopefully can resonate back to, I think I heard something about that at orientation. It's really setting up the scaffolded learning. What do we think all students need to know about William & Mary and our community in order to be successful? And so that's not just academically successful, but that's successful in terms of building interpersonal relationships, successful in terms of understanding themselves, We talk a lot about intrapersonal sort of topics when we're thinking about strengths and challenges. And, you know, we talk a lot about reflection and giving people an opportunity to explore who they are. Um, And that's hard when for much of orientation, you're simply worried about who is this person I'm living with? Yeah. And orientation is definitely something that you remember possibly forever. I mean, mine, I mean, it was distanced. It was masked. It was rainy. (laughs) It was two years ago, but like I still remember like kind of walking around, not every single moment, but like the people you meet, the the things you experience. And yeah, you're definitely right. Like all these little things coming into college are just different than anything you'd ever known before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's just a time to kind of 
figure out where you are and what you need. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of why prior to orientation, we have the tribe guide checklist and the tribe guide checklist has become so much more than just a task list of forms and things to complete. But we're really trying to bring in some of the pre-learning that happens before orientation. So you can focus on building relationships during orientation and you can focus on being in the here and now versus worrying about what's happening in three to four months. And so prior to orientation, we do things. We have a program called Stepping Stones, which is basic information to make sure that students understand when they get on campus, here's how you can set up yourself for success in terms of time management or thinking about your class syllabi so that you feel comfortable sort of jumping into the semester without necessarily looking around and feeling that sense of imposter syndrome or a lack of belonging. And it's a lot of those connection points that I think helps orientation sometimes feel less confusing, dare I say, um, than if it's simply, here's a checklist, we've had no interaction, and then we'll see you on campus. We want to make sure that the communication's there and the transparency is there, especially when we talk about what it means to be a member of the community. And that's part of why we even transitioned from first year experience to step because we realized that as we're working with first year students, there's a lot of education. So you've never been to ULOG. Let us tell you what happens at ULOG. One, so you want to come to ULOG, but two, so that when you get there, you don't look around and say, what is happening? Why do I not know what everybody else seems to know? But there are some big things that happen your second year, your third year, and even senior year that those sorts of communications, the transparency, the support wasn't happening for all students across the university community. That's not to say there was fault in the processes before, but depending on how engaged you are or where you were in terms of student leadership opportunities, or even if you lived on campus or off, it's important that all of our students have that grounded sense of what's expected and what's coming down the path just in terms of being a William & Mary student. And so choosing a major, exposure to global studies, thinking about study abroad or the DC Center, um, STEP was really a way to take first year experience and elevate the conversation to think about the fact that all students experience transition. And so how do we talk about that to sort of normalize the fact that there's going to be a little bit of ebb and flow? There are going to be times where you still feel quote, new, even when you're a senior, because there's going to be something different or new that sort of enters your path. And how do you, how do you take that in? How do you process it? How do you integrate it with who you are and what you value? And then how do you move forward with that? Um, So STEP has been a lot of fun to think differently about how are we helping students find form and then focus their university experience while they're here. So Lauren, once someone has that orientation experience, are, are there any elements in the orientation experience that students can focus on to make it as positive of an experience <laughs> as it can be? I giggle because when we talk to a lot of upper level students and we ask them to give advice around orientation, what I hear a lot of is just go with the flow. Don't come in with preconceived notions. I've heard, expect a little bit of a camp mentality, right? You're going to follow the leader. 
you're going to feel a little bit sort of like you're in the unknown for the first few days and then you'll get the lay of the land and you'll figure out how everything works. Um, and so that tells me that there's a little bit of awareness that as an, as a new member of our community, there might be some anxiety, there might be some worry, there might be that sense of lack of control, <laughs> right? Um, and so from where I sit and where I view things, I think if students focus on the fact that everyone is in a similar place, that everyone is new to this community, that can help make the experience a positive one. There's no secret manual that's out there that someone has, and there's no one that's acing orientation exactly right. You're acing orientation if you are being you, authentically you, if you are keeping your ears open and your mind open and engaging in conversation with people who are both maybe seem really familiar, but also may seem very different than your friend circle from high school or from the previous institution you attended if you're a transfer student or if you're an exchange student asking a lot of questions about how we do things um, or why we do things. Sometimes that can be really illuminating as well, but focusing really on the here and now. Um, and if you're listening to engage and form authentic relationships, and if that's your approach to an orientation, then you're going to hopefully have a good orientation experience. So once students uh, have that uh, orientation process, Lauren, what Mm -hmm. do you think as they're released into the wild that is the campus (laughs) of William and Mary, what is it that you'll you'll hope they have taken from that process um, and then apply to the next four years? I think ultimately, as a result of participating in orientation, I'm hopeful that the main takeaway is that I'm hopeful that students walk away saying, I might be passionate about health and wellness, but that also means that I need to engage the, I need to engage my peers around the topic and that the work that they do is going to hopefully enhance what I do. And it's going to, it's not a competition. It's about how do we work together to achieve our goals in this community that really does value those individual voices and those individual stories and, And that at the end of the day, you're only as strong as the person who's next to you, right? Um, And that's a message that I think when our students come to us, there's been a lot of competition, right? You think about the competition to get into William & Mary. You think about the laundry list of things that you've put on your resume and on your application. And when you come here, we just need you to be you. I'm tearing. I'm tearing. <laughs> I love that. I mean, because I, I mean, it, it just it really just hit me in a place because it's so true. I think that most of the students who have whether you hoped to be here mm-hmm. and you always knew that that was something that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of time and hard work and mm-hmm. intention to land in this place, no matter what path you took to land here. And just to acknowledge how much stronger the community that we are is when individuals band together and the results of that, whether Mm -hmm. it's in your relationships or Mm -hmm. the research that you're producing, but just that basic human connection, I think is what makes our ability to do that. Well, I think is something that makes 
William and Mary very special. And when we recognize those unique talents that we have across the board Mm -hmm. and just put that, put down that piece of, of competition, it's, Mm -hmm. that's where the beauty Mm -hmm. unfolds. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to come into college with those expectations. Like, oh, I'm going to do this research. I'm going to take these classes. I'm going to major in these things. These are the kinds of people I'm going to hang out with. Um, But I think one of the best parts of college for me has just been taking advantage of and encountering so many new things. And rather than getting caught up, just like embracing the new experiences, like, I mean, coming into college, like the world is your oyster. Like no matter what you came in to do, even if you wind up doing that exact thing along the way, I mean, there are going to be so many other little things that impress you and surprise you during your time here. And that's, that's really cool. It is. Your time at William & Mary is truly what you make of it. And you can do some amazing things. You can watch people do some amazing things. You can be part of amazing things. And as long as you're open to that and you stay true to who you are, there's no telling where you can go. And it all starts with orientation. Ta-da! I love it. As an individual, you will do amazing Mm -hmm. things. You are capable of doing Mm -hmm. the hard things. And you have this community that you can lean back Mm -hmm. into for Mm -hmm. support. So if one wants to find out some more information about STEP and all of its programs and all of its upcoming events, where can they go? Well, obviously, the World Wide Web. Um, We have a robust web presence. So www.wm.edu backslash STEP. Um, because we love our abbreviations. And of course, you're welcome to stop by the Campus Living Center, um, which is located next to the Wellness Center and across from the Sadler Center. Lots of centers. Um, And we're located at 230 Gooch Drive. So come visit. Yeah, y'all got a sweet new pad down the road. Have a beautiful view of the Grim Dell. Very excited. Lovely. Um, And lots of lots of deer come to visit in the afternoon so it's very feels very uh peaceful peaceful that's a good word so over in the campus living center we have both uh, step and residence life that are co-located together in that space we have the center for community development um, located within our auspices and that's the center that i think most students would probably traditionally know it as the resource space for resident assistants and res life staff um However, when we think about community, community is developed, yes, in the residence halls, but also across various facets of clubs and organizations and involvements across campus. And so STEP will be working with our partners in student unions and engagement, student leadership development, and other student affairs and academic offices to think strategically about community development and making sure that that center is available to all students who participate and take leadership in developing community, no matter what their niche on campus may be that's wonderful thanks so much for being with us today lauren thanks for having me happy first day of classes thank you also to our sponsor united healthcare for support of this podcast ways to flourish is produced by Lindsay heck calder sprinkle and myself jenny helmendaller